Hello, and welcome to the Leela Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Tate. This is the show for raw conversations about life and business. Connect, laugh, and enjoy with this week's episode. Good day, listeners. I'm your host, Linda Tate with The Leela Life Show, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I have Sophie Fraboda with me here. She is a spiritual coach, founder of Awaken, and a transformational specialist, and someone that I've gotten to know over the years in so many different capacities. And I'm bringing her here today for us to have a comfort confirmation, (laughs) confirming everything that you've needed confirmation on, but a conversation about going to the dentist. Sounds weird, but I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. Yeah. I mean, the dentist brings up a lot of anxiety for a lot of people. And, um, the reason we're talking about this, right, is because of what happened to you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so yesterday I felt very connected with Sophie at the dentist because I was playing her meditations on my headphones while I'm getting two cavities filled. And I have a confession <laughs> about the cavities. <laughs> so I had been experimenting sometimes with some edibles from time to time, but I would get the munchies and I would eat ice cream (laughs) and I wouldn't brush my teeth afterwards. And so this was like for not ever, but maybe a couple times, more than a couple times over the past year. And I got lazy at night and would go to bed and I saw the dentist and I had two cavities. I've only had one other one. And I'm like, I got in a bad habit of having ice cream and not brushing my teeth. This is embarrassing. So that brought me to the dentist chair. And I'm listening to my headphones, and it's Sophie's love meditation, which if you want to explain the love meditation, do you know which one I'm talking about? I I love you. I love you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually on my website for free, so people can check that out. But it's it's like a reprogramming. But when I did that, I didn't have a script. I didn't have an intention. I just got in front of my microphone and I felt like I don't like to use the word channel because Mm -hmm. I'm not really a channeler I don't feel that that's one of my gifts but it was really spirit provoked Mm -hmm. and spirit just started speaking and I felt like this is a great healing track for people because I'm a big believer in Mm self-love so what's better than improving that internal core than (laughs) self-love that you can use at the dentist or anywhere I felt like such a like so such like a hipster like I'm on the chair with my airpods like getting my fillings like hey can I can I have these on and they're like yeah and I was like if you need me I can still hear you I have to tell them that and um I'm having my three crystals in my hand like holding them rubbing them together like feeling just now the stress bubbling up and they're like we're gonna do the first shot okay and they give me my first shot of Novocaine I'm assuming and uh I'm like oh my gosh and he's telling me he's like coaching me he's like breathe and then he had to push my shoulder down and he's like relax your shoulders and it was this whole thing and then I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack and I start laughing in my head like I'm listening to your soundtrack about love 
and I'm loving myself and I'm holding my crystals and I'm breathing and I could feel my heart beating out of my chest and I accidentally see the needle and it's this whole thing. So uh, then there was one moment that I just slip into the track and I'm just like on a whole other level, like just relax. Like I definitely get through it. And then I'm getting out of the chair and he looks at me so dead serious and he's like, please be really careful about eating for the next hour, which is normal to say, but he was like, I could feel his concern. Like I was going to go eat something so crazy and like have a bloody tongue and be like, well, what did you guys do to me or something? So uh, I can leave the dentist and I like FaceTime Brendan, my fiance, and I'm like drooling while I'm talking. <laughs> And I can't stop laughing. And you know what was really happening for me in all of it? I was feeling like I'm going through this breakthrough where I'm like, getting a feeling can be really fun. Like that was on some level also happening. Like even through all the anxiety I was feeling, like I got to the other side of it and I was like, and the next phone call I had, the person I'm talking to said, wow, that's a way to start a day, I'm sorry. And I was like, ha I was like having a euphoric morning. It was very, very strange, but I was showing up in the energy of like a filling in a way that was so different than I would imagine I would normally have, mm -hmm. have shown up for that. And I believe that's a lot of the work that I've learned from you, Sophie. Well, I think it's important also to like address the physiological response mm -hmm. and then moving into those vibrations of intention and alignment become um, more authentic. Mm -hmm. Like, so it sounds like your central nervous system was triggered, <laughs> right? So you were having a physiological response right. of stress, which was turning into anxiety, which might've turned into physical symptoms of sweat, uh, heart racing, as you mentioned. So you're in a state of, I would like to say subconscious trauma. Mm -hmm. Subconscious trauma was triggered. So if you start to recognize that, and, and realize that we don't, if we have a subconscious trigger, mm -hmm. we don't want to deal on a conscious level. Mm -hmm. We need to sink deeper into that space, which is what you can do eyes closed. Mm -hmm. That's like part of our journey of meditation is like going into these, this more depth of self. So not that you're necessarily going to do this work in the dentist chair, mm -hmm. but you could. I was. <laughs> so you could basically say, oh, interesting. Okay, so let me take the position of an observer. Mm -hmm. Interesting, what is really being triggered? What is the fear? What am I afraid of? And face it, right then and there. And what was funny is there was one moment that I was like, oh, this is what my dad always hated. Because I heard from him forever how much he hates the dentist. Mm. And he was actually going to go to dental school and, like, drop down. Didn't want to have his hands in people's mouths his whole life. And, like, went this whole different path. But there was this moment where I was like, this is why he hated the dentist so much. And I never really have had, like, that adverse of a dental reaction ever in my whole life of mm. getting teeth cleaned or anything. So it was, like, all this stuff. And I had that thought. And, like, that mm. felt like that subconscious trauma, like that was, that is that moment yeah. for me. And, you know, I think also with all the work that, that we're doing mm -hmm. to go, not only us, but collectively, mm -hmm. I think there's definitely a big group that's going beyond the surface, beyond the conscious and into a deeper space. So as you start to do that, 
you also unlock wounds and um, I like to say ancestral opportunities mm-hmm. to where, okay, so now you've pulled back this layer. And so then you have an experience that you've never experienced with this layer pulled back. So you're going to face parts of yourself that you haven't seen before. It's like getting more and more naked. Mm-hmm. So let's say that this subconscious familial program was all of a sudden having the opportunity to be released through you. Mm-hmm. They say that anytime we heal um, a pattern or a wound or a trauma that exists within us Mm -hmm. that is ancestral, we actually heal seven generations back and seven generations forward. I mean, that's a big, for humans, that's a big span of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's going back before you, you, we can even probably know the names of your ancestors. Will that be like 140 years or more each direction? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't work on that that logical level as well, but if you just think of the impact right, at right, more right. as like ripples, like a stone totally. dropping into water and the ripple effect. Well, and then each creates. generation forward and back, not having that is then its own ripple, seven generations for them forward and back, and it just yeah. expands forward and it's, back. It's enormous. So my question for myself and my family is what healing happened yesterday for all of us for the dental chair. And I'll have to check in with my dad in, in six months or a year and see what uh, how his experiences are at the dentist and if yeah. there's any shifts with that. I think that's a great point, too, is to, to um, not necessarily have this conversation right now. Mm-hmm. Because if you think of like all the energetic opportunities that we have to heal inside, I kind of use the analogy of wound healing. Mm -hmm. So we have a wound on our arm and it, it goes through stages. Like people always think healing is such a pretty word. Oh, I need a healing. I'm I'm getting a healing, but it's like the grossest, nastiest process, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you cut your arm open, that thing oozes and bruises and, and excretes pus Mm -hmm. that like can be stinky. (laughs) So like, this is what's happening energetically. Right. And, um, so you've had a healing Mm -hmm. of some sort, but there's going to be time that needs to, um, kind of facilitate around that healing Mm -hmm. for the wound to close and to, to really see the result of the new skin that's come in. And so I think it's so great that you point out in six months or a year, let me open up this conversation and see if, if I can, find a response in in the earth view because this is like spiritual higher work Mm -hmm. um you don't always get to see your reward here on earth i feel like with this kind of work but that that's where we come from that heart-centered faith-based space Mm -hmm. as a you know a a conscious individual that's trying to ascend here while we're on earth yeah the, the 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 laughing never stopped let's put it that way after that moment yeah and that's, that's probably a release of energy as well. Mm-hmm. It was such like nervous. And I was so discombobulated then. I had to get gas, get cash, and get a car wash. And like it went to the wrong side of my car's gas pump. Like cut a woman off to get into a spot that was the wrong side of my car. I was like embarrassed. But I was so off kilter. And I was like, what is going on here? And uh, Brendan's like, I thought you were on the laughing gas or something. And I'm like, I felt like this massive like recalibrating mm-hmm. uh in the show notes i may or may not post a picture of me talking with my half half mouth <laughs> half mouth but there were some fears being faced and you know i i think a story like this is important to 
hear and dig through because there is so much that is, like you said, like going on on such like the deeper levels. And uh, that's what it felt like for me. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, you, you know me, so you know how I take every experience as a healing opportunity. I could probably use a little bit more play in my <laughs> life, uh, play and pleasure, but I'm so dedicated to my own transformation while I'm here on this planet. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that typically leads my entire perspective. But um, I love the fact that you have so much play mm-hmm. and joy around your life. And that's what, you know, the the name of your business represents is... The Lila Life yeah. show, but then Lila Life. Yeah, which means... Divine play. Which means... Which means, like, evoking that playful spirit within you and all that you do. Yeah. That's... I was having a conversation yesterday with a fellow woman in business. <laughs> and, um... She and I were talking and I just said, you know, I feel like I just had this big aha moment recently where it's like, you're going to get something different when you get me. <laughs> and and that's great. And it doesn't have to be like, because I'm not this. And what I mean by this is like, very like buttoned up and like the way things should be. Like you're going to get like me barefoot or yeah. me cussing yeah. and um or me laughing to really not too long just long yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh, I've had this idea that I want to run by you <laughs> so I'm sure you're not the only person that wishes they could have a little bit more play in their life mm-hmm. and to start network networking meetings mm-hmm. like quote-unquote networking meetings but like a business meeting mm-hmm. with a round of uno <laughs> Nice. I love it. Yeah. Icebreaker. Like, break break down some of the barriers. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because when you came here for the show, there's actually a, like, um, hand dealt right now of Uno. And it's the hand dealt that we didn't get to finish last night. And so I was like, oh, we could just get right down to it and play around at Uno. But it's like the opportunity to infuse something a little different. And, and part of that for me is on like a psychological level to allow patterns to be broken, right? Mm-hmm. And so programming and like the habitualness, it's like it's just keeps going on and on and on because it keeps going on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And when you break or interrupt the pattern, like that's when change and breakthrough can happen. Yeah. And I think Uno, <laughs> this is not endorsed by Hasbro, uh, but it could be a great tool yeah. <laughs> to do that. Yeah, you show up to like a meeting and you're like, all right, so uh, where should I lay the car? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, uh, we have a few items for attention. Or you could even be like, IFAs for today include, and like yeah. bullet point them. And you're like, but at the top of the list is Uno. And I would wonder what that experience, if you could have like the alternate reality of that versus just like what the meeting would have been. Yeah. What would be different? Well, and I think that's just something that is so you. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you are so maybe, I'm going to use this word, mm-hmm. um, maybe it's true for you, but it seems very true for me, is that you're very comfortable with the innovative. Mm-hmm. You're very comfortable thinking outside of the box. You're very comfortable taking on things um, that haven't really been done yet. Like, even down to your worksheets that I see laying here on your desk, it just, 
it's a different format. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you are a different format. And going back to what you said, I feel like when you get me, you're going to get something different. It reminds me of when I first started out um, with my coaching business and I met with this homeopathic MD Mm -hmm. and he was so impactful to me because he said, you know, I'm here for like people's real well-being and their real health and I'm not your typical doctor. I'm not going to give you things to like push down your symptoms. I'm going to give you things to heal. And if that means that we need to get out on a lake in a canoe for me to see your patterns Mm -hmm. and see your posture and see what's really going on in your body, I'm going to do it. And like the, some of the breakthrough ways that he treated his patients made such an impact on my heart on like, he was like, you know, every uh, session or meeting or appointment with one of my clients ends with a hug and ends with like true real eye contact, because if I can connect, then I can really help. And that made such an impact on me of like, how you can be part of why I didn't want to become a therapist, Mm -hmm. which I have no problem. I love our therapists and our culture. Do your thing, do your work. It's not the work I do. I do different work. Um, But I didn't want a lot of rules. I never have wanted a lot of rules around how I practice. And so um, being able to like hug my clients, give my clients my phone number, say, text me, you have a problem. You know, I Mm -hmm. feel like is part of my uniqueness. And I I really honor that. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you to, you know, which I think you're doing Mm -hmm. as well. Like when you get me, you get something different. We're going to play Uno (laughs) or I'm going to laugh or like, it's going to be a little bit different. We might play around a topic instead Mm -hmm. of do this. And and the same is true for me. And the same is true for that doctor. And and everyone has their unique style. And I really encourage people to like step into it, Mm -hmm. like step into you, like pull the veil over like have your coming out party of just like, here I am. This is me. Take it or leave it. Because your judgments of me define you. They don't define me. Right. I define me. You gave me this visual of like, um, oh, I just lost it. Oh, okay. It's the same outcome, right? Like if we had an hour together and we talked through every single line item for an hour and spent maybe some like wasted time and space, like going a little too far into something or like the minutia, like the little like sticky stuff. Um, and then we had the outcome or we played Uno for 10 minutes and then it's 50 <laughs> minutes of the, but it's like the outcome would be the same. And that's where I think sometimes our relationship with time, like I really, I have this belief around work and it's, um, have you heard of this lately, presenteeism? Mm-mm. Okay, this is going to rock your world a little bit. But this is something I've been thinking a lot about, where I'm like, we're, the way we have work structure doesn't make sense. And this is where Linda's about to drop an innovative bomb on everyone, <laughs> by the way. So I'm just going to like buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> so I'm just, it's like whether it's hourly or salary or output based, like we have flexibility, there's innovation, we have computers, a lot can be done from home that would allow for your lifestyle to look a lot different. Um, but we still have compensation. So it's like, how many hours are you working so I can pay you? Or what is, what is the compensation structure? I get it. Like that's the challenge how do we compensate? But the ways work can look different is energy and being able to say like, I want this outcome done. And we live in a world where that could literally take 10 minutes, but you have an eight hour work day. That could have been the task of the day. And I'm paying someone eight hours to do that thing that took 10 minutes. So at, at presenteeism, 
is different from absenteeism, where absenteeism is where you have employees leaving the workplace. They're, they're not showing up. They're sick. They're having too many sick days. They're using all their vacation time. They're not physically showing up. Presenteeism is where they're there and they're not working. And I'm like, that, and it's been shown through studies that that's actually becoming more of a negative effect than absenteeism. And it's becoming this like huge detrimental force to the workplace. And it's like, well, how do you expect if the one thing to do that day was done in 10 minutes, someone not to be having presenteeism? Like what else are they supposed to do? And it's like, we're fitting work into this framework that doesn't fully maybe make sense that could be done on the employee's own terms and in a totally different way. And again, the like question is, well, then what about compensation? And so that's like, am I fully presenting the solution right now? My solution is uh, allowing that flexibility, like what can be done from home can be done from home, like to my employee and what needs to be done in person is done in person, but like allowing that flexibility and that dance and like her putting her hours in for the actual work that she's done. So that's like trust, but that to look a lot different. And like, I think of the day where I have a headquarter and I have employees that we have a physical space, but work is looking a total bit different. And like, what I mean by that is there's a coming and going and like, we'll have to figure out compensation and benefits and everything. But the issue is we're trying to fit all of that, right? This is an innovative idea that I'm still like, oh, but shit, I got to figure out their benefits and, you know, the, the insurance and the, the compensation. It's like, what if all of that could look different? You know, I was talking to someone yesterday and he said, you know, I'm just having trouble getting people to stay here work-wise. I'm paying them $12 an hour, but it's cash. And so like, that's better than if taxes are taken out or whatever. And it's like, could you be looking at this all like the wrong way? Like, what are you really trying to build? Instead of fitting that one employee to meet this one like defensive or reactive need, like, what are you really trying to do? And when I say that, it's like the responsibility on the business owner to provide the ability for your employees to have lifestyle needs met, which then go back to well-being. And so that's as simple as like running errands, having food at home. Like it's just a totally different way of looking at. Yeah. And I think with where we're moving um, collectively out of um, dualism, Mm -hmm. we're going into a Mm non-dualism where it's not necessarily right and wrong, which our brain is very used to latching onto, but it's like moving into that that space, they call it, you know, when you start to ascend to the 5D, mm-hmm. the five five-dimensional space, which is heart-led, and saying, you know, there's an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. There's a possibility seeking to come through your current structure, mm-hmm. you know, and like presenting that, that birth mm-hmm. could be the way that that person then sees the opportunity. And I feel like that's what you do a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you provide, I think you're more cannonball, mm-hmm. uh, cannonball <laughs> style. Like you, you come in and you're like, how about this? And a lot of the time I'm like, hold the phone. My whole entire structure just collapsed. I need to uh, d- dust off my arms a little bit. But that's part of what I think you're so, that's why I say, I feel like you're so comfortable mm-hmm. in that innovative realm because you're, you're comfortable there. And I know for me, I'm not as comfortable there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes me more time to like, like really understand and then move my human, mm-hmm. you know, it's like my spirits with you and can get it. But then I've got this dense 
bio body sack that I got to get up to speed. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that's where like you sharing your innovation mm-hmm. and the, the element of possibility rather than history. That's a big thing in the difference between 3D and 5D is it's in 3D, three D three third dimension is where most humans are, but we're moving um, collectively into 5D. They say probably in the next 50 years we'll what, be there. What happened to 4D? So 4D, I call it kind of like a flyover state. Mm -hmm. And 4D, so 3D, just real basic. 3D is what I can see and hear and feel is real. Mm -hmm. 4D is I believe there's something beyond what I can see and feel. Mm -hmm. So like traditional religion fills that space. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go from 3D to 4D, 3D to 4D. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's it's something. Sort of combo. Um, You got a twofer. Yeah. (laughs) But 5D is really about... um, Basically, understanding that you lead from possibility instead of history. Mm-hmm. So your idea of what is possible completely shifts and changes your world perspective. And it's also a heart-centered space. Mm-hmm. So you don't come from the mind. You come from really having a very open heart practice. Mm-hmm. So heart-centered consciousness mm-hmm. rather than head centered consciousness well it's funny because like i'm like oh the compensation and it's like well then you pay everyone more because it's way less hours yeah right and it's like oh and benefits like well we'll get there but but just like let's solve the compensation piece you're paying a little higher which has been a huge issue to begin with for however many years in terms of keeping up with inflation and it's like and then you have other like to have your team be truly a part of your company maybe there's sales or revenue shares that look totally different than anything that we've had before because like the front desk person is just as much as sales as any other person on the team. So have you heard of like um, the, I can't remember what the book is called, but it's about like uh, the different colors of the business models that we have. So you have like red, which is military and orange, which is like manufacturing Mm -hmm. and then yellow, which is corporate America right now. Mm -hmm. And then green, which is like your Google and Apple Mm -hmm. there. They have you know, um, nap pods mm-hmm. and they're more results driven. You can come to work at 2 a.m. if that's when you Unlimited have Unlimited your... vacation. Yeah. Um, so after green, there's teal. Mm-hmm. And teal, I feel like, is something that you, it challenges me mm-hmm. big time because I'm like just getting used to green. Mm-hmm. And, um, but teal, the teal business is like, there's no hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Every decision is made mm-hmm. um, equally, unlimited what you're describing, but you, that would be, if I can find the name of the book, I think it's the teal business model. Cool. I'm not sure if that's the name. Maybe that will lead. If you Google that, that'll lead you to the link, but I can share it. Um, when I was doing my master's, you know, my programs in Palo Alto. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of progressive, a lot of outside of the box thinking, Mm -hmm. a lot of technology exploding. I heard terms and concepts in that program that like I just had never heard before. I don't know if you've ever been to Palo Alto, mm-hmm. but like Driven even through flyover, even, yeah, <laughs> even the vibration there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had gone into so so in the little town. It's like a cute little town. Mm-hmm. People um, like rent spaces mm-hmm. and they use their windows as places to actually write out cool. formulas. So you see a lot of formulas on windows. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just different. And they also have a ton of redwoods that fall. So I was walking to my car. Mm-hmm. I went to out to dinner in that town during one of our um, retreats for my program. And I was walking back to my car. And a huge, probably 100-foot redwood oh just God. fell. And and the, you know, it fell on cars. And so there were alarms oh going gosh. off. And some, I was, like, really startled. And, like, thank God I wasn't 
in that car. Right. I, it wasn't my car that it fell on. But they said, oh, yeah, that happens every day in Palo Alto. I guess the redwoods get to a certain point and then they fall. And wow. if they're in the woods, I mean, who knows if anyone tree. hears. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Falls but like that's happening. And I feel I felt at that moment that the vibration of the space is so uh, such a different frequency mm-hmm. that 3D falls. Falls. <laughs> right. Like the same rules don't apply. It's very interesting. So anyways. That, no, like, it, 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 you're making me laugh too because I was uh, in my former career. I worked in finance and I was a financial advisor. It's like a good job. Great job. And um, I was really frustrated because I'd have all these ideas that I couldn't like funnel to anything. Like I didn't know what to do with my ideas. You were teal in a yellow world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's at the baseline there. So we they had a bot of uh, uh, like... In in intern, intranet server box called We Hear You, so I would send them my ideas, <laughs> and I'd have these like, and sometimes they they I could only communicate them as complaints. So an example would be about impact investing, and I'd have this I'd have like statistics and like the numbers, and I, I an example I had done the math, and I was like I don't understand why our goal for impact investing dollars is ten billion. When we had, I think, $3.2 trillion under management. So to think of like what that percentage is as a goal, I'm like, this is the most bullshit goal. It was like one in every $4 was impact invested. And as a firm, our goal was $10 billion. I'm like, if this isn't an example of bullshit greenwashing, like, are you kidding me? Uh, so that was the email. Um, but the other one was a phone call to the marketing department. And I'm like, I just don't get it. Like the average advisor is 61 years old and they're white male. And the client base is very similar to this. And we have the greatest wealth transfer ever happening where it's going to be say $20 trillion of assets moving to women and millennials. Like that's happening over the next decade. And I'm sitting in this mahogany office that I, it would make me like feel sick. Like I hated going there. Like mahogany, I don't like, I don't like it. And like, I don't know why I don't like it so much, but I don't. And I'm like, and all these other women and millennials have to see this mahogany and this is what a branch looks like. So somehow I get like patched through marketing and I'm like, we got to change the branches. Like, why would people ever want to come here? Make it cool. Like have lifestyle stuff happening. Like money is so much more than just money. Like make education, like make these lifestyle centers. Like that could be a branch. I'm like, Capital One's doing Mm -hmm. it. It's a little weird, but like it's Capital One. It's like the brand for me is a little like it's off of what I was envisioning. I was mm-hmm. envisioning like white and green and bright and mm-hmm. big and Capital One is Capital One. But like they're doing it. Yeah, I'm like, they have their coffee, coffee and their shops, yeah. Sunday music. <laughs> I'm like, can't you do this? And so uh, I left before I could see that happen. And like there certainly is the innovation and uh, a challenge that I face sometimes is that I'm like, I'm there, right? I'm like, that might be in 20 years and I'm there, but I'm still here. And so do I have to like live in a space of anger and frustration because we're not like at the the full fruition of the concept or idea? Like I'm still here. Yeah. That's right. But I see, I think that is that opportunity to deal with the energy that is here, Mm -hmm. to remove that, to create new space so you can hold a different vibration, Mm -hmm. which means now you can actually start drawing that energy in. I mean, it's simple. It's like transmuting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So you don't want to hold the space here in 3D for a 20-year 5D experience. Mm -hmm. You want to raise your vibration now to 5D, deal with the wounds, get the wounds out, get the subconscious programming into a mode of either love, peace, or joy, because mm -hmm. those are the highest vibrational, um, when they're not the highest, but they're up there at the chart, and, and remove the trauma, the suffering, the frustration, the anger, you know, out of your subconscious so that you can hold that space mm -hmm. in you and then you draw it in. So it, it defies the laws of work mm -hmm. as well because it's like, oh, I can just be it and then I see it. Mm -hmm. I don't have to like be it, fight it, and then get do. mad at earth and people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's like what we currently do, right? right? right. Like we don't, we don't draw the energy in because we're too tied to the wound mm -hmm. that like, is there to be released so that we can create the new energy. That's I huge. Think. Like, too tied to the wound. Mm -hmm. Are you too tied to the wound? Yeah. Um, did you see the Bill Gates documentary? Mm -hmm. It's currently out on Netflix. He has three episodes, and it shows some of the work he's doing right now. And, you know, this isn't to open a huge political or economic conversation, rather the idea of innovation and there's three episodes. His first one, and this is to, you know, spotlight the innovation. Um, he and his wife focus on sanitation versus clean water. And he says any of the third world work that's being done, like 70% of it's around wa clean water for third world countries. And he's like, but the issue is the sanitation leading to the clean water. Mm -hmm. And so he goes mm -hmm. on this whole thing of like, how do we redefine sanitation? So there's a lot of poop in that episode. Episode two is about eradicating polio and then how like terrorism was coming in to Africa and they got it down to 33 cases last year in the whole world of polio that they could track. Really interesting and in how innovation came through there. And then lastly was nuclear energy and uh, using safe nuclear energy in a totally different way. And he like finally got everything down to the manufacturer lined up. And then there was some political stuff that stopped everything. Um, but this is someone that I think is living, eating, breathing innovation. And what I found so inspiring about him is like the way that his mind would think and the idea is like he could read 10 books on a subject, become an expert, no more than the person that was the specialist of that area, ask the questions that would poke the holes and like bring the solutions up to the surface. And that to me is it's still in that like 5D, not still, he's in the 5D. Oh, like he's way above that. Yeah. 10. I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm currently a student of the dimensions. <laughs> I will always be. But that sounds uh, very, like, once you start moving up, like, mm -hmm. I'm not that familiar with 6D. I'm just on my journey to 5. Mm -hmm. um, but stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> because we will be talking about those at some point. But, like, that feels more to me like 7. Mm -hmm. um, when you can move through the the element of problem mm -hmm. and into the possibility so quick. Mm -hmm. uh, you've embodied knowledge. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have knowledge in their head, but mm -hmm. they haven't embodied it mm -hmm. in their... And that's where you get wisdom. Mm -hmm. And that's where you can get like that innovative... I, I think it's spirit-driven. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't have a block between... I believe all idea comes from the divine, mm -hmm. but it sinks into your unconscious. Mm -hmm. And then all your wounds sit in your subconscious. So if you move the wounds from the subconscious, the um, ability to get the idea from the divine that plopped into your unconscious, move up through your subconscious until it hits your conscious mind, can be instant, mm -hmm. like an instant, rather than four years. Right. 
So that's the point, I think, the point of doing the work of, the, of dealing with your childhood, dealing with the trauma energy, paying attention to the situation at the dentist mm-hmm. that triggers this stuff. So we clean out the subconscious. So when the divine drops in these amazing ideas, they have a way up to the conscious mind in a minute. And that's a good place to leave us at. <laughs> Do you have any parting words for our listeners that you want to share? Um, I think my my just overall message is that you can heal from anything. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, and it does come with a lot of work, mm-hmm. but we're working anyways. We're either working at our what-if stories, we're working at our fear-based theories, or we're working at trying to create breakthrough and transformation. So you're working no matter what, mm-hmm. and you can heal from anything, but it requires your commitment and your devotion. There are so many free tools out there. Money doesn't have to be a block. Time doesn't have to be a block. You can go on YouTube at 2 a.m. and find 80 million different teachers that are teaching on your exact subject. You can do all the free resources on iTunes and Facebook, for that matter, that help you unlock your stuff and get to a better place. And you offer some of these. Yes. And where can they find those? So um, on Mm awakenlifecoaching.com, I have a bunch of free resources. I have meditations, visualizations, healings, affirmations, which I call reprogrammings, Mm -hmm. um, and then some chakra work. So that's all free. Um, I have a lot of other tools that I actually send to my, my private clients or in some of my programs. Um, they, they get a lot of these recordings because I believe in the, the, the repetition is really what helps the human like absorb and, and get this information deeper into the being, um, so that it goes past the knowledge and really into embodiment. So yeah, free resources on my website and we'll link all that to the show and we could pick a free resource also to have on there. Yeah. Maybe the, uh, you are so loved. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be the one to start with. Yeah. You perfect timing if you have a filling coming up for yes. everyone. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Sophie. This has been so fun. And I hope everybody found some little light bulb that clicked today and uh, feel inspired and, and living into your divine play, which is what we have the opportunity to do every day. So play the day away. Play, play, play. Thank you, Linda. You are the best. I love you so much. Head on over to Instagram at lilolife.co. Give me a like or a follow. And lilolife.co as the website. Check out the free resources. Password is Lila and things there that will change your life if you let them. Have a powerful week and see you next week.